need to talk with someone about something you can't talk about with anyone else, you can talk to us. I'm Dr. Susan Block, your mistress of the airwaves, but my day job is director of the Dr. Susan Block Institute for the Erotic Arts and Sciences, specializing in sex therapy over the phone. Anytime you need to talk, whether you need serious psychotherapy or a hot phone sex experience, or a combination. My world-renowned telephone sex therapists are just a phone call away. Totally private, absolutely confidential. We listen, talk with you, advise you, role-play for you, fantasize with you, no fantasy is too taboo, and help you with anything from impotence to exhibitionism, fears to desires, fetishes to marriages. For more information, call us at 213-291-9497. That's 213-291-9497 anytime you need to talk. You're listening to Radio Suzy One on the World Wide Web. And now, here she is, Dr. Susan Block. Brothers and sisters, lovers and sinners, artists and exhibitionists, voyeurs and connoisseurs. Democrats and Republicans, Libertarians and Vegetarians, all you children of sex, and we are all children of sex. We may or may not be children of God, but until we start cloning ourselves, we are all children of sex, with a capital X. Can I hear an amen? Amen. Can I hear an A women? A women. Can I hear a better A women? Women. All right. I want to welcome you to the Dr. Susan Block Show, broadcasting live from the Garden of Eden here in Bonoboville, brothers and sisters. That's right. And we are very excited tonight, me and Captain Max. Yeah, I'm really excited. I can tell you're so excited. Oh. And Eve is excited. She's like waving around. We have a very special guest tonight. So I want you to put your hands and your lips together and welcome one of the most exciting voices in news media today, Abby Martin. Yay! <laughs> That's good. All right. Smack those lips together. Welcome, Abby Martin. Thank you. It's oh, it's so to wonderful here. to have you here. I'm so excited. And I just want to tell people who might not know who Abby Martin is, if you're on another planet, that uh, she is uh, the host of a controversial RTTV show, the former host, I should say. Mm. And that show, yes, RTTV, is Russian television. That's right, comrades, Russian. It is John Kerry's worst nightmare. <laughs> and it's in English. Yes. John Kerry. Yeah. So Abby Martin uh, is the host of uh, Breaking the Set, former host, and, uh, and is an investigative journalist like nobody else in the whole entire wide world and a peace activist 
a supporter of the 99% uh, and artist who just did a, a fabulous show at uh, The Lab up north. And, uh, and we're so excited to have you here. Thank you for that incredibly warm welcome. Oh, it, it just can't be warm enough. I think it's going to heat up. <laughs> uh, you know, Abby is also incredibly sexy, but we're not going to talk about that <laughs> tonight, right? <laughs> Even though we're right in front of our bed. Uh, and I have the reptile brain snake here. And you did do a wonderful interview with our friend Christopher Ryan, author of Sex at Dawn. Incredible guy. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And he said, give my love. Abby. Oh, what a nice guy. Yes, he did. That's right. And uh, and and yeah, you've you've interviewed some amazing people. You've you've done some great investigative journalism all over the world. And uh, and a lot of it has been with this Russian television mm -hmm. show. That's amazing. Now you just quit that show. Mm -hmm. But I do want to show a montage of uh, best ofs sure. just for the people that don't know you. Sure. Right? Let's check it out. And, uh, and then we'll go from there. So Sounds are good. we ready, Abraham, to show montage from Breaking the Set, Paradigm Shattering Abby Martin? Uh, we are ready. hilarious and infuriating moments but here are some of our favorites from the past 534 episodes i'm in russia <laughs> i'm your host abby martin and this is breaking the set my producer and i just got back from haiti the pine ridge reservation in south dakota guantanamo bay prison in cuba we traveled down to new orleans louisiana detroit michigan to visit cuba the media, the candidates, the corporate democracy. Walmart's also been described as an economic death star, destroying everything in its path, leaving behind nothing more than a homogenous wasteland. Monsanto cannot be trusted. It's time that we as consumers become conscious and critical thinkers. Hello, Abby. I'm Stephanie from Nestle. <laughs> After 9-11, we <laughs> a huge opportunity to work on a new era of unity and partnership with the world. But instead, the government exploited the tragedy, not only to erode American civil liberties, but also to engage in endless militarism based on imperial bloodlust. We reserve the right to act unilaterally, as we have done relentlessly since I took office, to take out terrorists who pose a direct threat to us and our allies. Unilateral, aggressive, relentless bombing, America! Yay! Isn't it so exciting to usher in and fawn over a known war criminal? Once you peel back the layers, Hillary Clinton is not just a mere wolf in sheep's clothing. She's an unabashed hawk, through and through. Thank you, John, for sharing what a racist, scumbag <laughs> war criminal you are with millions of people. Remind me again why it is that people are worshiping kings and queens in the year 2013. Obama is officially the drone king. He's ramped up the use of these unmanned killer robots dramatically since taking office. I think whistleblowers are admired. <laughs> <laughs> right now, 
Why are we cra Who's cracking on the He's already charged. The, Snowden's the eighth person in charge of the Espionage Act. I totally disagree that he was the most progressive president that um, we've had. The coverage I've seen of Ukraine has been truly disappointing from all sides of the media spectrum and rife with disinformation. If the investigation finds that this missile was indeed Russian, then it exemplifies exactly why state power should not be providing high-grade weaponry to militias. Listen, criticisms of Russia's actions are valid, but the foreign policy initiative and the stooges that do its bidding represent corrupt and dark forces that don't care about a free media, diplomacy, peace, and certainly not human rights. It's not a fight between Islam and the West. It's a fight between the most extreme and militarized ideologues on all sides. 90% of these terrorist attacks are not committed by Christians, not committed by Muslims, not committed by Jews, not committed by people of any religion. They're committed by men. I'm sick of my Palestinian friends losing their friends and family every time Israel goes on the offense against innocent people living in an open air oh, prison. No, I'm gonna cry right Whether now. your expression of dissatisfaction, desire for change, uh, is an email, a letter to your congressman carrying a picket sign, being a blockade in front of a Coca-Cola uh, ramp or a railroad line shipping weapons. Find a weapon and fire it. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. So rest in peace, Michael C. Rupert. Your insight and passion will be truly, truly missed. The fight can be won by extending empathy globally. And that means being the change we want to see. Because at the end of the day, that's all we can ever do. If we are going to leave this planet uh, in any yeah. kind of a hallowed yeah. form for yeah. our grandchildren, amen and amen. We begin to make massive sacrifices now to carry out massive acts of civil disobedience. Because if we trust within the system, it'll kill us. The structures we've created oftentimes imprison us from each other <laughs> in the natural world. So easy to forget the bigger picture. And it's so easy to forget that we're one human family living on one organism. It's hard to sum up three years of daily shows into just one montage, especially wow, with so many ridiculous, hilarious mm. things. <laughs> that was so beautiful, <laughs> so intense. Yeah, that was so very passionate intense. and so true. Yeah, a lot of truth telling there. It's it's like uh, you are one of a kind in, in the truth-telling department, but you're part of a movement of citizen journalism where people are getting out there, you know, and using their cell phones and exposing, you know, the banksters and the corrupt police and, uh, and just everybody that needs exposing. Mm -hmm. And it's great, and we just really appreciate Thank that. Thank you so much. That's awesome. We, we hope you continue. I will, till <coughs> the day I die. I mean, Russian television has afforded you a great platform, this international mm -hmm. amazing platform. Mm -hmm. to, I guess they pretty much let you say what you wanted. Of course, there's this resurrection of the Cold War propaganda and all this fervor and manufactured uh, you know, campaign uh, to demonize Russia in every sense of the word. So when I first started Russia Today, I did it um, when Russia wasn't in that position right now where we have this, this empire trying to you know, pivot from the Middle East after it destroyed it to now Russia and China, which are the next big prizes. But I mean, Russia wasn't really in the news militarily, of course. And so, and so I started working at Russia Today because for the sheer fact, as you just said, they give me a platform mm -hmm. to speak the truth about corporations <laughs> and my own government. Maybe it's not about Russia. Right. 
but, and you know that that's fine. I mean, uh, people need to understand the landscape of media as it is today. It's very abysmal, it's dire. That's mm. why people go to foreign news networks to tell the truth about their government. And if that's what you have to do to get the information out, then so be it, because the information needs to get out there. And you get it out, girl. <laughs> oh my God, it, girl. you are so <laughs> compelling. And and yet it is this citizen uh, journalism mm -hmm. and. And your your group that uh, you founded, uh, Media Roots, mm -hmm. is a citizen journalism organization, and you you were found by RT through some of your broadcasts through through them. So at o Occupy, Occupy Oakland, yeah. So <coughs> Occupy Oakland. I mean, it all it all stemmed back. Can you hear me? I feel like the mic just went off. Uh, we did just get a. It's back on. Something just okay. happened. Um, well, it's okay. Are as we long still as on? As long I as think we can just can't. Me. I think our my our headphones went out. Um, so this is a grassroots. No, show. no, that's for this is. Hey, yeah. hey, we all we're doing what we can, right? Um, so, so basically, the media activism started when I was watching both parties sell the Iraq War. So I was I was kind of confused at the time. I was in college and. Um, you know, I campaigned for Kerry, embarrassingly wow. enough, and I was I was totally entrenched in the Democratic Party, and I hated Bush with this vengeance, and I said, what the fuck is this? You know, the Republican Party is destroying the planet. Cheney's evil, you know, evil incarnate. And then, and then you realize that, you know, Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi was saying impeachment's off the table. Why would mm. impeachment be off the table when someone is committing war crimes? War crimes. I right. mean, impeachable offenses up the fucking ass, well, right? I, guess I mean, Henry Kissinger got away. Right. With it, right? <laughs> he also got a Nobel Peace Prize, uh, mm. by the way. So I guess that tells you a lot. But I mean, seeing seeing both parties sell this endless imperialism and warfare and militarism and and the ethnocentrism and the American exceptionalism, and I was like, you know, this is not a party. Mm. issue this Can is an I go establishment back a little issue farther? absolutely what, what i mean you're from san francisco oakland area yeah oakland san francisco mm -hmm. bay area mm -hmm. kind of liberal kind of mm -hmm. democrats any religion uh no did not grow up religious thank god <laughs> thank god <laughs> and the god <laughs> I mean, uh, and you know, I, I feel bad um, for people who do, but I also uh, am proud of people who can, can break out of that. But I, I'm very grateful for never being indoctrinated in any sort of religion. My parents were always just very open and never forced me to go to church or, or anything like that. You're not a victim of religious exactly, abuse. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, but I went and explored, you know, I went and visited the Hare Krishna church and 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 uh, participated in that. I went to the Mormon church with my friend and joined like their basketball team. And so I just like, mm. I was just open to a bunch of different stuff, but the Mormon church. Yeah, it was, that was, <laughs> that was a total cult as well. Um, but no, I mean, I mean, mm. religion is just another facet of control. That's why I think it's really interesting, but it's a whole different element of control. Right. Um, but I think it's interesting when people are kind of totally awake to the paradigm of, of state control, but then they're just completely brainwashing religion still. And you're like, do not realize that this is another institution that is enslaving your mind. <laughs> there are a lot of levels right. of brainwashing that, that can occur. Mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. uh, and religion is certainly a big one mm -hmm. that is right in our faces. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, the just the, the complete fantasy of it. Mm -hmm. But uh, people want to believe. Mm -hmm. People are afraid. And as you say in, in one of your shows, uh, fear is the new sex. Mm -hmm. And the media uses so much fear in this sexy way to get us distracted from 
how uh, you know the media and the media sponsors, and I'm saying you know the most of the media, not your part of the media, mm-hmm. but that that they're all just basically taking our water and repressing us sexually yeah. and <laughs> uh, doing all these things. And so it's, I mean, yeah, of course there there's no complete truth in any one show except mine, uh, but, <laughs> but certainly, uh, yeah, I mean, it's good to have alternatives. It's, it's, it's important to have the different facets. And, and when you go from Fox to CNN to this to that, and, and it's all the same supportive of war kind of position and uh, fear-mongering, uh, it's, it's so refreshing to, to, to watch you and to listen to you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and so... Wow, how come you quit? So uh, let's go back to the whole demonization of Russia. So it's really hard to be a journalist working for Russia today, especially a block from the White House. Mm. You know, when you're surrounded by all these like K Street douchebag lobbyists who yeah. think that you're a joke and their their whole existence is uh, is about um, how can we perpetuate the establishment line? And you know, and you have all these journalist stenographers who just reprint government press releases, and then you have the lobbyists. So everyone in D.C. It's a very hard um, system to live in when you're working for something like RT. I can't um, imagine. It's surreal. It really is surreal. But then when you go outside of that bubble, and it really is a bubble for so many reasons. But when you go outside of that and you meet people who who understand the value of the network and understand why it exists and and what my show really was. Um, and that's really gratifying. So it was hard. I, I mean, one of the main reasons why I quit, because I really just, when you are that invested in the material that you're covering, and you can tell, I mean, I'm so emotional about what I cover. I can't go up there like a plastic news anchor and talk about genocide and not be affected by the material. And so when you are researching 24 seven and writing all of the material that I did, which was 90% of what I did on the show, it, it made me very depressed. Um, and I'm, yeah. you know, I have like a, a depression right now. And I'm, and so you have to realize that when you get to that point, when you feel like you are at a mental breaking point where you cannot be saturated so much and in such an intense way mm. that you need to just kind of step back for a second and yeah. reassess and, you know, do art as my therapy. And, and that's, you know, sex is your that's therapy and that's, thing. that's wonderful. <laughs> and, and everyone needs to find that hone in on their passion and outlet and, and utilize that to maintain mental stability. Otherwise we're going to crash and we're going to burn, and I think that's why a lot of people just get into activism and they get out really quickly because they say, I'm not mm-hmm. seeing change fast enough. But after doing this for th- for three years straight, I mean, not just doing media for three years straight, just doing the show, a live television show every day, doing almost everything myself, it gets a little bit exhaustive. I think our politicians should take time off like that. <laughs> should be forced. Yeah, they should get more vacation time. Huh? Well, <laughs> no, not vaca- just not allowed to, to, to be in office for right. certain periods of time. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's the old sort of citizen mm-hmm. politician who mm-hmm. goes in there to serve for a certain period of time. But if you stay in there, you know, you're going to get corrupted because mm-hmm. you're mm-hmm. in there all the time. Mm-hmm. And I guess the media, it's, it's it, all these elites. Gosh. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. And so you are, are a voice of alternative media mm-hmm. speaking uh, the truth about a lot of elites who uh, get <coughs> very upset, like Rand Paul, yeah. you know. Well, it's the, it's the truth well told, too. I, I really it. appreciated your getting after my alma mater mm-hmm. for uh, <laughs> having a secret 
uh, meeting with Henry Kissinger, a secret lecture, uh, lecture I guess. Mm. I, I, I guess they have secret societies at Yale, but now they also have these secret lectures mm -hmm. that aren't even for the mm -hmm. secret societies, mm -hmm. just for the general student public. But uh, that's, um, that's, that's great, exposing war criminals from the past and from the present. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're so knowledgeable. Where, I, I, how do you know about all this stuff? Are you, were you a history major? No, poli sci major, but just I mean, I I I live and breathe, you know, what's going on, and I'm so invested, and I know that everything is interconnected, and everything, you, you can't look at any issue in isolation because once you start looking into one issue, you're like, well, why is this happening? How is it happening? This um, is what's driving you crazy. Because <laughs> <laughs> so you even have some some sort of focus on one mm -hmm. issue. I think you're, that's one some advice you mm -hmm. have in one of your shows, mm -hmm. or somebody gives that advice. <laughs> focus on something right, you're, you're really advice, passionate right? <laughs> about. Because if you start focusing on everything, you just freak out. Right. I mean, exactly. I focus on bonobos, you know. But <laughs> I, it's it's there's so much there's so much evil in mm -hmm. in the world and. And and so much of it is preventable mm -hmm. that it it I can I can see how you get depressed by by dealing with it all in such an open and passionate and it's like you're just there and we feel that mm -hmm. we feel that mm -hmm. you're like a Joan of Arc of news <laughs> it's kind of scary we worry about you <laughs> but uh, but it's beautiful Thank it's you. beautiful and uh, we especially uh, appreciate your support for victims of police brutality which is where uh, the proceeds from your art show mm -hmm. at the lab went. Mm -hmm. And of course, we're, we're you know, always speaking out against police brutality. I mm -hmm. mean, uh, we've been victims of it a little mm -hmm. bit mm -hmm. our ourselves. Uh, a few raids and, you know, <laughs> I, I'm smiling because, hey, we're okay and a lot of people right. are not okay. Right. Although right. we did sue the LAPD and, and we won a nice settlement. So that was fun. That's fantastic. Uh, yeah, that helps support Bonoboville. Uh, and and you do so much exposing, and do you feel like things could change now that people have cell phones and we can sh you know shoot these guys while they're shooting citizens? The police brutality issue is really interesting because we all have cell phones now, like you just said. So. And but uh, at the same time, so I always look at it. And I'm like, were cops always just extrajudicially assassinating black people? And and the answer is yes, yes. <laughs> yes. And they've been beating the shit out of them for decades, of course. But now we all have phones, right. we all have surveillance cameras. But at the same time, it has gotten worse in the sense of the militarization in a post 9/11 world. Mm. You have the 1033 program, which is all this excess surplus military equipment that's just being right. given to small towns. Like, why does a town of 2,500 people need a tank? And mm. grenade launchers, For you know, fun? it's just uh, yeah, I it's just it's just like it's not <laughs> only just For the county fair, <laughs> <laughs> the deer. I mean, I, I don't know. And, and so you have almost when you militarize a society in that sense, um, it really does bleed in and, and reinforce that kind of empire babies is what I call us. Um, and but also we shouldn't be surprised when you have a government that has codified extrajudicial assassination to brown people globally. Why wouldn't our police act like that? Why wouldn't they magnify what they're seeing and what is completely acceptable mm. um, around the world that their government's doing? 
And then, and then you see it also in like mass shootings where people just take people out with them. Sorry, I just went off on a tangent. To answer your question, yes, I do think things can change. And I think that the cameras are, are a big part. Mm -hmm. But in terms of giving cops cameras, we've seen time and again that that is definitely oh, not no. the answer because they can turn their cameras off before they shoot someone. They They'll make shows like ISIS makes shows. Though. Yeah, and I mean, <laughs> no, no. Get, you know, Oscar Grant was on camera. Like things are on camera and cops still do not get prosecuted. Oscar Grant got shot on mm. camera died and uh, uh, Johannes Meserle, uh, the Oakland cop, only went to jail for a couple months and that was probably the biggest punishment that a cop has received in recent history with something like that. Look at Kelly Thomas, mm. uh, the homeless guy who got beat up for 30 minutes on camera, the mm. most brutal beating I think I've ever seen. Um, and you know, I mean, they just got off. And this yeah. is what you're seeing time and again. So cameras are not the answer, but they are opening people's consciousness and they are like getting that word out and I think Occupy helped a lot because when cops are going and when the police state is shows up to a bunch of people just camping out yeah um and just starts raiding them and, and shooting tear gas canisters at their faces then I think people were like whoa 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 like we have a serious problem in this country and then you see that the police are training with IDF soldiers and Bahraini troops Ooh. and you're like this is so far removed from what a police force I'm sorry you know, pr to protect and serve public servants. Like, mm. what are police fo here for? They're our servants. <laughs> That's what they, they are. are. They are our servants. That's correct. Right. They are. They're supposed yeah. to protect us, the citizens. Yeah. And you know, I, I don't think people realize this, but we probably today live in the most advanced state of fascism the world has ever known. Mm -hmm. I mean, Putin is good at it, but we control the mass media around the world. And what we do is we send out a lot of misinformation. Mm -hmm. And 1% of the ruling class has enslaved and brainwashed mm -hmm. the rest of the population. What are we doing here? It's crazy. Isn't it amazing that you you hear the myth, not only the liberal media, right? We grew up hearing like the the, li the liberal media, media, but then you realize that wait, it's not liberal at all. It's just like a conglomerate of conservative companies that have actually monopolized whatever the hell the last bastion of liberal media was. It's totally swallowed up. So there is no liberal media. It's conservative businessmen who've swallowed up this this medium of information sharing. But the U.S. government uh, really learned a lot from Goebbels, uh, the Nazi propagandist, because mm -hmm. they realized that you need to cultivate fear, that you need to manufacture an enemy to maintain some sort of you know division within the society, maintain that homeland, <coughs> that nationalism, reinforce that kind of brainwashing. That's completely obvious, but we've just perfected it so well over the years. We're, we're the masters we of it in the, the world, you know? And then it's so amazing that you have the entire establishment looking at something like Russia Today and calling it propaganda. <laughs> and you're like, look, just because Russia's maybe not perfected the propaganda apparatus just as well as you guys have, doesn't mean that your shit ain't propaganda. Like, let's be real here. Everything's propaganda. It's all mm -hmm. propaganda wars. But I think people are smart enough and, and people can critically think and discern what truth is from the different mediums that they're watching. So I always tell people, navigate around the bias. You understand that Russia Day is funded by Russia. I've mm. never hidden that. I've never done a positive story about Russia. Um, I think it's crucial. I think having the Russian foreign policy perspective is absolutely necessary when you are completely peddled with anti-Russian mm. propaganda on a daily basis. We need the Russian foreign policy perspective. Oh, yeah. And, you know, they need... <clears throat> 
Americans. You know, absolutely, they need our yeah. rock and roll. I, I, I mean, absolutely. Think, I think they, they, need, they, they need us to kind of give them a perspective, mm-hmm. and we need their perspective. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, it always helps to get a second opinion. We, we also need a balance of power. Right. And one of the things when the, uh, when the Soviet Union collapsed, uh, we lost that balance of power. That's when terrorism mm-hmm. yeah, swept so in to replace then that. Then we could sweep across the world and we had a chance to really show how perhaps democracy could work, and we blew it. We blew it big we time, dude. Big time. We big blew time. it big time. Well, look at now. Look at this. You know, I love all this fear mongering. I didn't grow up in the Cold War. I can only imagine how insane it was. I mean, growing up now, like I can't imagine hiding under your desk thinking that a nuclear bomb was going to drop. Like at any time, that's so batshit. Look but at all that chewing gum. <laughs> <up there. laughs> Wonder if it's going to protect. But I mean, you. you look at the entire like like former Soviet Union and the so and the former Soviet Union client states now, and and it's like the reversal of the Iron Curtain. How we are fear mongered about the Iron Curtain and the communist states are going to take over. It's like no, we have done the opposite. Like look at the world. <laughs> look at a map and see where Western imperialism has just like injected itself if you look at a map of where the u.s has military bases i think it's like 900 Mm. how many bases does russia have how many countries is russia in if russia invaded mexico you know i mean i just like the crimea thing like i i i do have criticisms of of russia and and everything that happened in crimea but at the same time it's complete it's nothing compared to what the u.s is doing and what it continues to do i do not understand how the u.s can openly send lethal aid to the government of ukraine and, and I mean, I'm sorry, but Crimea is on Russia's border. You know, yeah. I mean, there's different things that people just don't understand, like like deep historical context of these places, and they just continue to fearmonger about Russia. It's like, yeah, Russia did something. They annexed Crimea. Look at what the fuck we're doing around the world every day. The general of AFRICOM, for example, told a room full of defense contractors a couple of weeks ago that we are at war with Africa. Who knew? I didn't know that we were at war with an entire co- continent. Well, I think those defense contractors are the key. I mean, that's, that's who's making the money on this. Yeah. I mean, regardless of where the conflict is, that's who profits, mm-hmm. you know. And, uh, and I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I guess I'm a little bit of an optimist, mm-hmm. and, and I think that these things are are being exposed a little more and I'm I'm excited about that you know uh, I'm excited about shame being used in a positive way you know the elites have shamed us for so long about our sexuality about our desires it's it's nice to shame them every once in a while like you did with Nestle I mean that <laughs> that was beautiful you know the guilt has been used on the uh, the progressives like us for a long time, like oh you shouldn't buy this water. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. okay, I can't buy this water, and I'm in some 7-Eleven where there's not too many choices. What the hell am I supposed to do? It's is it my fault that Nestle makes this water, and I have to be guilty about buying it? Uh, how about shaming them? How about instead of using guilt about us, use shame about them? And that's exactly what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And Maybe it'll make them change. I mean, if they keep using PR people like Stephanie, I think <laughs> they'll have to. Yeah, no, a lot of people don't realize. When people think of Nestle, they think of uh, chocolate bars, right? Mm. But it's not just the slavery going on in the Ivory Coast of child laborers, you know, not even dying sure uh, to, to, to manufacture Nestle's chocolate. It goes far beyond that. Nestle has privatized the world's water supply. Could I have some tap water, yeah, please? Yeah, let, let's get some Nestle water. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, real quick. Water, please. Um, 
Nestle. Some of their water is just like tap water, right? They say no, it's No, they, they it's literally, no, no, no. They, they honestly just suck up wells. They find areas like in Ontario, Canada, where they can find legal caveats to literally extract water for pennies on the dollar, repackage it in plastic, and then just sell it. You know, for 20 times more, they're making like a million percent profit on, on the crazy. water that they're basically stealing from municipalities. It's absolutely bonkers. Mm. But what's even crazier is seeing how much Nestle owns. And then and then you see the former CEO of Nestle, Peter Brabeck, who's openly said, I'm I'm he said, like, our number one concern is people who think that water is a human right. That's what this guy said. You're like, wait, <laughs> the former CEO of Nestle is actually on camera saying Water should be privatized like any other food stuff. Mm. Wow, isn't I mean, should we be a little bit concerned about that? What is next? <laughs> Air. I mean, uh, that's that's a scary, scary thought. And then you look yeah. at places like Detroit. Water is a human right. I'm sorry. We should not have to. If you are dying, like this is where the structural violence issue goes on and how it just is all like a systems level, mm. because we live in a country where people think if you don't pay your bills then you deserve to die. Mm. You don't deserve health care. Like if you're poor, you don't deserve health care. You, you deserve to just starve and go thirsty in the street. And I think that that is completely insane. Um, and I was in Detroit doing a special about the water shutoffs. And, and it was amazing because I was interviewing all these people on the street, every single black person. And of course, it's, all, it's predominantly affecting like the black community in Detroit. And every single black person just said, like, this is insane. Like, of course, water's human, right? And every white person that I talked to was just like, why aren't they if they just paid their bills and they'd get water. And I was yeah. like, there's something very wrong here, like with the consciousness level of you know white privilege and not understanding why people are economically distraught that might be not white. It was very, very, very interesting. Um, but if you do not, like you just have to ask yourself, we have the resources, we are the richest country in the world, right? And we are spending 50% of our tax dollars to bomb people, to kill people, to destabilize countries. Mm -hmm. Not only could we be using that money to build up education, hospitals, like welfare for people in those countries, if we wanted actual peace and stability in the Middle East, but what about our country? <laughs> what about the people here? <laughs> it just doesn't seem as though the people in charge want peace and stability. No. It just doesn't seem like no. that. So that's what Eve wants. Eve does want my, that. My snake. And we're going to take a break okay. in a little while, but I... I want you to commune with Evie. Hi, Eve. Evie is uh, from the Garden of Eden, <laughs> and uh, she likes you. She likes rolling Eve around awesome. on you. She <laughs> is living jewelry. Can I just, like, a Yeah, yeah, yeah she's okay. just kind of <laughs> hanging out like that. <laughs> this is right. cool. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, she's, uh, she's like, well, actually, you should kind of put her around you a little bit okay. more, because she might fall okay. off the back. So I'm just going to go around like Wrapper. this. There we go. A little nice. wrapping. Nice. Okay, so now you've got a necklace right here. Cool. So <laughs> take a picture. <laughs> and we have living jewelry here. I love Evie because she puts us in touch with our reptile brain. Yeah. You know, the part of us that is very basic and that needs water. <laughs> and I mean, you know, so basic. How can they deny <laughs> basic stuff? I mean, school, okay. Maybe we shouldn't all have to go to school. But water, right. we should all right. be able to get water. Next, they are going to be selling air. They yeah. are. They yeah, are. I could just see it. It's like I could see people selling air in a can. Actually, yeah. I heard about them I selling like air at a <laughs> rock concert of some sort. Already. It was like air from this <laughs> rock concert, some star, and <gasps> it was... Uh, that snake uh, looks beautiful on you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
Definitely. Wow. Cool. Very nice. Uh, did we have to take a break, or we <coughs> we have a few more yeah. minutes? Uh, Tape change. We got okay. about five minutes, and right. then we, oh, we have got to five minutes. Tape. Yep. Yep. Cool. All right. Well, you can just hang out with cool. Evie wrapped around you like that. Very nice. And, uh, mm. you know, I was reading this article in Salon today about how Americans consume like huge amounts of fuel and food, just mm -hmm. over over the top in the whole rest of the world compared to the rest mm -hmm. of the world. Mm -hmm. I don't know how we can do anything about this. I think that we just need to, you know, it starts with stopping. <laughs> like, mm. it starts with us realizing how much we're, yeah, sorry I'm swearing so much. It's just hard to not, to not swear. Um, but you said I can, right? Oh, Obviously. we have no problem. I didn't even notice. Okay, cool. No, no. Uh, swear away. Cool. Just Eve is so cool, appreciate. man. What kind of snake is this? She is an Akita corn snake, and she comes from the cornfields. Oh. And... Uh, yeah, she keeps <laughs> the cornfields clear of mice. If you're a Whoa. mouse, mini mouse, you're in trouble. But otherwise, she's very respectful Amazing. of you being a big creature. Damn. Yeah. She's just Do crawling around. She pets? enjoys your warmth. She's my pet. Oh, Max, yeah. of course. <laughs> yes, absolutely. My doggy. Yeah. Uh, we're having so much fun. We have yes, Abby yeah. Martin here, aren't we? I know. Fun? I'm just. Oh, I'm so excited. And I, I want to talk about Susan, paradigm breaking in in just the a moment. Snake. Oh, oh yeah, Evie is strangling her. her. Okay, <laughs> we are not into the choking fetish here. <laughs> um, so here we go. I'm going to put her away. Oh, yeah. look at her. She's like a, She's a tie awesome. here. Here, oh, <laughs> look at you gotta get the, the shot like a tie. This is awesome. Yeah. Wow. Okay. There we go. Bye, Evie. She's gonna go now. Okay, and uh, hey, yeah, we're on break now. We're yeah. gonna take yeah. a break. Okay, yep. so oh, look who's in the audience, loser Twersky. Loser, we got a loser, loser here. Is a winner. I don't have to be in the audience. And no, we're we're gonna come back. We have to change the tape. I think it's the changing oh, okay. of the tape. I need, I need to change what I'm drinking. Okay, you can change your underwear. <laughs> uh, so. <coughs> don't come yet I'm and don't go underwear. away. Can I get your underwear in a bottle, doctor? I'm not wearing I actually do have panties in a bottle. Panties in a bottle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> panties in a bottle. All right. It's one so of our art pieces. We're going to be right back. Yeah. Here's another one, Theater of Cruelty. Yeah. Ooh, That's uh, Dr. Susie's work. I, yeah. I see baby. Rumsfeld. It's disturbing. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're all in there, all the criminals. Six, six, six. <laughs> Janie's four. She rounded them all up. Perfect. Perfect. That was my therapy. <laughs> I guess it was like 2003 during the invasion. Uh, no, it was during the Abu Ghraib. That's right. Oh my God. Okay, so we're, we're going to change the tape. We're yep. here with Abby Martin. It is so exciting. The most <laughs> exciting alternative news media voice. The most exciting news media voice in the world today. Abby Martin, brothers and sisters. So we're going to be right back. So don't come yet and don't go away. <laughs> Put Evie away now. Okay. Hi, I'm Dr. Susan Block, and I've just written a new book called The Bonobo Way, inspired by my love for the make-love-not-war great apes. You know, the ones who have a lot of sex in a bonobo sutra of positions, including face-to-face. -face. But it's not just how bonobos have sex. It's how they use sex to prevent murder and war, really. 
They're the only great apes that have never been seen killing each other. They practice what I call peace through pleasure. With the females gently dominating the very happy, very sexually satisfied males. Bonobos are special, partly because they just are, and partly because they're very, very close to us, almost 99% genetically similar to us. When it comes to being human, even being humane, bonobos can teach us so much. Which brings me to us, and more specifically to you. Is your inner bonobo longing to swing free? Would you like to tap into the hot, natural sex energy within you? Bet you would. So you can better enjoy the pleasures in life and cope with the pain. You know, the pain. And have more orgasmic, organic, sustainable sex. Who doesn't want that? Greater lust, greater trust, and better anger management. And who couldn't use a little bit of that these days? So get the book, Learn the Bonobo Way. You'll be glad you did. Then you'll want to join Bonoboville, a new global village for bonobo lovers and friends. And one last thing. The real bonobos are highly endangered, so a portion of all book sales go to bonobo conservation groups working to save the wild bonobos from extinction. Read the bonobo way and learn why this could be the most important eco-sexual movement of our times. And improve your love life. Broadcasting live from Bonoboville, brothers and sisters, lovers and sinners. Uh, we're here in the womb room, and uh, Loser Twersky is floating <laughs> around. Captain Max is at the bar, and my featured guest is alternative voice of news media, Abby Martin. And I'm so excited to have Yay. you here. Oh, my God. And Abby Martin is the former host of RT's show, Breaking the Set, which is a uh, set-breaking, you know, uh, I guess paradigm-breaking show that breaks the paradigm of the usual news media and breaks the paradigm of the, the usual garbage and brainwashing that we hear. And, yeah, it's a different kind of propaganda, I guess you could say, but there's a lot of truth telling mm -hmm, there mm -hmm. that comes out of this broken mm -hmm. set. And we love that. We appreciate that. Yeah. So, you know, breaking the set, breaking paradigms, that's a, a lot what you're about. And, and, and the fact that you bring so much of your activism into your news anchoring is also the breaking of a paradigm. Exactly. You're breaking that, that um, what you think a journalist should be. And, and I think the establishment... Um, there's a lot of people who just go to journalism school and they're hammered. It's almost like going to art school where at the end of it, you don't even know how to be an artist. You don't know how to be like an organic and, and, and go with your gut. Um, so I think that J school almost hammers that down too hard. Like you need to have both voices. You need to, you know, 
dissect what the government's saying and, and then like not not provide your own opinion and stuff. And I just think that, that is complete crap. Um, I think that it's it, it's totally ludicrous to say that you're not coming in there uh, with an opinion, that you're not coming in there with a bias. And I would rather know the journalist's bias up front than try to just guess um, and, and have them pretend to be objective because I think objectivity is dead. And I think that it should be dead. Um, I hear I hear something. I hear something. I think I hear myself. Is that my voice? Or anyway, it's gone. Okay. Like yeah. ne neutrality should be dead too, because look, we're living in a time right now except where we don't have neutrality. No, except for net, net neutrality. neutrality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. But I mean, I, it's just like pick a side. Like picks not, not not. It's not black and white. I mean, just like pick a position. Like go for it. Why are you sitting back? You know. And just like tiptoeing around this stuff. So I think that when you look at issues like war, torture, I mean, the, the entire corporate media apparatus basically pretended like torture was a debate. When the torture report came out, they were giving, not only were they giving a platform to all like the architects of the torture program, but they were acting as if we should be debating whether or not torture worked. When in my opinion, I'm like, wait, for decades we've known that torture is actually, was used to give false confessions. Mm. We never thought that it ever Doesn't worked. Work. Like, so why was the CIA using that in the first place? And these are the questions that you Hello? just will never hear. And so when you have people positing these like false paradigms, and so Hello? people at home, they're like, well, did torture work or it didn't? Like, I guess it worked. It gave us Bin Laden's compound yeah. position and stuff. But no one's looking at it and being like, this is criminal. It's one of the worst crimes a government can commit. Mm. So it's just about breaking people out of those paradigms. I'm all about reporting outside of party lines because coming from, like, the Democratic side and realizing how entrenched the Democratic Party is. And, you know, you're talking about people who, sorry, it was... Are you that? There's a lot of different okay. little uh, interferences going on. on. We have a caller on the line. Doctor who? Doctor Grant. Okay. Hi, is this Doctor Susan Block? That's correct. Oh, I welcome to the show. I'm here with Abby Martin. Yes, I I'm so touched and and so moved by by both of you. Thank you. And um, I wanted to congratulate you first. Um, Dr. Block for hiring my favorite student, Michael Ray uh, Del Rey. Um, oh. I, I was his professor oh, at right. college. <laughs> well, I'm glad you've divulged your bias. <laughs> Thank you very much. That uh, you know, it's good to know where you're coming from. Yeah, he's well, great. He, he, he turned Rey. me on to Abby Martin, and Abby, you are so courageous, so young, and so courageous. Mm. Um, to take on um, the government. I, as a professor, um, I, I got so persecuted um, talking about the things that, you know, are going on in our government mm -hmm. that it just severely impacted my health. And so I totally um, have a lot of compassion for you and how you feel right now. So my question to you is, where did you get your courage from, and how do you deal? I, I know you have to be dealing with um, backlash from, you know, Washington or um, the defenders, you know, the conservative element. How do you deal with it, and, and where do you get your courage from? From my mama. No, <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, I mean, look, you just can't live in fear. Like, people always ask me, they're like, you know, I, I would support you, but I don't want to get Hello? on the list. Yeah. Can you hear? Oh, I, did, I, was, I couldn't hear her. I oh, sorry. Hear can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay. So 
I have a lot of people tell me, I, you know, I love what you're doing, but I, I, I wish that I could support you, but I can't join the Facebook group. I can't, like, promote mm -hmm. your stuff because I don't want to get on a list. And honestly, the establishment wins. I mean, yeah. they want fear. The establishment thrives on fear. Their biggest fear is a populace not living in fear. Absolutely. So if we just live in fear of the NSA, I say say whatever the hell you want. <laughs> know that the government's watching, but don't let that stop you from speaking truth every day, mm. all day. Um, you know, I've seen people die. My friend uh, who I talked about in that montage uh, blew his brains out because he couldn't deal with it because he was so pressed down from the government, from people marginalizing him and his amazing journalism, and he ended up poor with nothing. Mm -hmm. Michael Hastings, mm -hmm. another great journalist who died in a, in a bizarre um, car accident. And, you know, there are things that happen that you can't be scared of it. And, you know, if, they, if they're going to... Or feel the fear and you do can't. it anyway. No, yeah, exactly. Sometimes you just, you just have to be afraid and go for it because, you know what? As you go for it, the fear falls away. It never was an option. I mean, I, I never decided, do I want to do this or do I not? It never was an option. It's just what I'm going to do until I die, and I'll die doing it. And, and, and I'll die in the streets fighting for what I believe to try to make my community better and my country better and my government better. And, and maybe I we should credit your mama. I mean, how did your <laughs> mama bring you up to, to be so brave? It, it did I had an amazing upbringing. Lesson? I have no complaints about my childhood. My mom was incredibly supportive. She's my best friend. She's yeah. just an incredible woman. And my father was very supportive, too. And they just let me completely, like, do whatever I wanted and, and no repression, right? And I think, that that's a, I think that's a big problem with society, too, is you have so much, not only sexual repression, you have religious repression, yeah. and also just, like... Almost just an adolescence that's that's you know we can't drink alcohol like we can't we're we grow up in American society told to not talk about religion and politics that it's right. rude. Mm -hmm. Other countries that's encouraged. People can go away <laughs> from political debates and not hate each other. And, but we're watching a media that tells us that political dialogue is people shutting each other down and yelling, and that's yeah. not real. And and no. we need to just completely remove ourselves from that manufactured paradigm and mm. realize that if we don't start talking about these things, I always say talk about religion and politics absolutely first thing. Yes. <laughs> in a nice <laughs> way. I mean, you know, I mean, encourage like constructive dialogue. How are we ever going to progress collectively in our consciousness if we do not speak about the things that are preventing and stunting our growth? Does that uh, answer your question? It, does it that does. give you some courage? It, it does. And, and I will join your Facebook group, and I have never <laughs> shut up. I did have to leave academia because there is no freedom of speech there. What happened right. to you there? What, what, tell oh, us my about God. The, the persecution and the false accusations, and yeah. um, oh. it, it, it just got to be too much. And, and plus they were infiltrating the classroom and putting a lid on what I could talk about. And so when you don't have freedom as a mm -hmm. college professor, and I'm tenured, and I'm being constantly harassed and attacked, then, you know, I just decided, okay, I've helped thousands of students, and so now I have my own radio show, and I do speak out. All and right, I, citizen I journalism. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I try to encourage young people to be more like you, Abby, mm. and... Um, I, I would just be honored to have you on my show, and just you're just such a beacon of light to young people. Keep keep spreading that message, and and I'm so happy that you've created your own platform and are speaking the truth because we all have the tools in front of us. It's all available, and we just got to keep utilizing those tools and keep doing your thing, man. 
Everyone their own radio show. That's yeah, one of our absolutely. modern Their own television show, their Everyone, own newspaper. Exactly. You know, the whole thing. Fuck exactly. them all. Exactly. <laughs> you got to have a platform. Yeah. Or just come in and hijack someone else's show. There you yeah. go, like Loser <laughs> does. Yeah. All right, yeah. well, uh, we got to hear your show, and you got to like Abby Martin's page. Now, are you brave enough to like our page? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that takes a different uh, kind of bravery. Here. No, listen, I taught about the bonobos. Um, okay. And... And cool. actually, I want to salute you for what you're doing to save them. Because Sounds military. The, when I first read the <laughs> okay, research, I was you. like, wow, this is what we need. Aw, thank you so much. And thank you for sharing Dell with us. And get thank the book. you so much. Thank yeah. you. We might give you a book. Yeah, we'll give you a book. Yeah, we'll give you a book. All right. Thank, thank you so much. Keep Del. up the good work. Yeah. All right. You keep up the good work. Thank you. Thank you, Professor. I like this goblet. Thank you, yeah. Professor. Yes, we have a goblet. And uh, this is awesome. Very obscene sculpture here by Doug Johns. And speaking uh, of which, now you're all about breaking the old paradigm. Mm-hmm. Breaking the set. What about breaking the old killer ape paradigm? Mm-hmm. The paradigm that says that we are killers and we are male dominant asshole rapists because, well, common chimpanzees do that, baboons mm-hmm. do that, you know, they, the, the males are dominant and they make war. And they rape quite a bit. The females, you know, are cowering constantly, battered females all around, uh, baboons and common chimps. And a whole kind of anthropology uh, approach. And uh, it's infiltrated the movies and Planet of the Apes. It's, it's infiltrated people's consciousness that this is how we are. This is why we're so violent. This is why guys have to rule. And the male sort of patriarchal, violent mode has to rule. And bonobos, dare I say, were just recently discovered and investigated. And hey, they're equally close to us. And they empower the females. They have a lot of sex. And they never kill each other. Mm in the wild or captivity, so far. I mean, they're, they're kind of smart like us and they're variable, so we might drive them to it. But so far, they haven't done it. They, in my opinion, break the paradigm, mm-hmm. the they're killer eight paradigm. Bonobos are breaking the set. They are. Uh, I, think it's, I think it's totally ludicrous when people say like, oh, it's just human nature to rape and kill. And <laughs> it's like, well, no, we have consciousness. We have the technology to not do these things. We don't. We don't. We not. We're not like cavemen anymore. We don't actually have to do that now. Um, so that's just a complete joke. But it's amazing when you see a, a sector of, you know, primates that actually don't do that in their primitive state. And that's amazing, man. I mean, I, bonobos I, are fascinating. I'm kind of feeling like the cavemen were probably less violent than we are. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. I mean, that is our uh, our friend Chris Ryan's view mm-hmm. that uh, that our prehistoric ancestors were probably more egalitarian. They didn't own property, so they were hunter-gatherers moving around back and forth. And when you don't own more than what you can take on your back, you're not exactly. so jealous. You're not so possessive. You're, you know, There's not much you can do to be the alpha, so the alpha's not as big a deal. And mm-hmm. you don't have to have slaves to work your fields because you don't have fields. Yeah, now there's like this mental illness that's, um, that people not only are not happy with what they have, but they need to you know, infringe on the rights of other right. nations and destabilize other entire countries and control other civilizations <laughs> like across the And it's the not planet. sustainable, is no, it? It's completely not sustainable. Capitalism's not sustainable. 
Hey, yeah. I mean, that's a fuck. Have we not hey, realized listen, that by now? We're the Have only we not right? that by now? We're the only country in the world that is not advanced country, that is not a socialist country, mm -hmm. that doesn't control capitalism. Mm -hmm. Capitalism has to be controlled. Capitalism always fails. Every few years it collapses, and we have to get these rich, those guys, mother, <laughs> <laughs> out of the, the hole. Oligarchs, yeah, oligarchs of, of America yeah. and everywhere else. Yeah. Well, and, I think and, and we don't want to feed a poor person that has needs, needs some food on the table, but we feed the ranchers, we feed the farmers. Mm. The biggest welfare goes to the rich, and not to the, to the poor. Industry. And the redistribution of wealth, welfare, is not for the poor, it's for the rich. The so banksters. that the poor can go, f go shop at Walmart. And they can go shop at these places that are owned by this capitalist the company store. The company store. That's. Yeah. How sad is it that we use? They use. They use the yeah, money. Loser. Yeah. The Mike. They Take use it, the loser. They use. They use Preach the it. money. Preach it. They use the money that the Walmart pays their employees so little. They're on welfare. That they're on, that, that they're on food stamps, and then they use the food stamps to spend it at Walmart. Mm. So not <laughs> only company so, store, all right. So here's the thing. So Walmart is passing the buck to us in two ways. Right. You know they're making money twice. You know exactly. by, by, by paying them little, and then yeah, and then we taxpayers pay for them to shop at Walmart because they're not rich enough to shop at Whole Foods. <laughs> but it's low prices. Yeah. Low also prices. low quality, and that's why they're all fat. And I noticed <laughs> that. Um, <laughs> And I noticed that, and I noticed that when I went when I went to Europe, it's like you go to you, you go to certain place, you go to certain place in the world. There's nowhere else in the world you see fat people like America. We there are, are fat people other places, but not Walmart fat. You we know? guzzle gas yes. and food and uh, everything. Yeah, there's, yeah. There's, there's, certain, there's a certain level of fat that only America <laughs> has, and that doesn't come from eating a lot. It comes from eating Walmart food. Mm. <laughs> a lot of Walmart food. Yeah. Yeah. It's and, and don't forget McDonald's. And McDonald's, yeah. yeah, you know. Poison, and Coca Cola. I, I got kicked off a station uh, in uh, in uh, in Upper State, New York, because uh, they wanted to interview me, and they said to me, "Well, what what would you do if your daughter grew up and uh, became uh, got involved in, in porn?" Mm -hmm. I said, "Well." Probably that's better than working for Coca-Cola. <laughs> <laughs> or McDonald's. And they say, we're going to break now. <laughs> See you later. But then something else funny happened. The, sta the local station calls me, a uh, television station. Um, I forget the guy's name now. It was so many years ago. But he says, they kicked you off, didn't they? They censored you, didn't they? Mm -hmm. Well, I want to know what happened. So they came to my hotel room with their crew, and a very nice guy. I said, listen, they're never gonna put this on, you know that, right? Oh, no, no, I have total freedom to report whatever I want. I said, okay, all right, fine. So I was very happy, you know, being that I'm always mm -hmm. happy. And I said, this is all fun, and uh, porn is great, and uh, he calls me, I watch the news, nothing is there. Whoa. And he calls me and he says, Max, I'm so sorry. I said, I told you. 
You cannot say serious? certain things. Serious, That's yeah, serious. Ridiculous. You cannot say. But when was that? Certain. This was uh, thirty years That's ago. That's amazing. You know, thirty years ago. Well, now you can say it on your own radio show. Right now, you can say <laughs> it. <my own. laughs> Remember, like I told Dr. Susie, I was telling in all the um, almost every single interview that I've done for the movie, right? Yeah. So, so where do you live? And what do you you know? What do you do? That movie is Felix. Felix and, and Mira. The it, era. And it, yes, and it's in theaters in New York City to, um, uh, <laughs> this weekend, and it's coming to LA in the in next weekend, and it's going to be in thirty five screens uh, all over the country by May first. All about leaving religion. It's about leaving. But here's the thing that I mentioned. I mentioned in all the interviews. I mentioned Bonoboville, right? It was like, oh, I'm staying with Dr. Susie. Oh Black, yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. And they, and they don't print that. it. They, they never print it. They don't know what to make they, of it. And even He Magazine, who I spent like the, the only magazine who actually asked me about it, it's like, oh, I heard that you live at Bonoboville, and, yeah. and so we talked about it, and they didn't print it either. The mm. only one was the New York Times. All they wrote was like speaking from his home in Inglewood, California. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, they didn't say Bonoboville. <laughs> No, they don't know how to how to process they can. that. You know? No, they can. They can. They, they you know they 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 are trying to be a classy joint. It's like what what's unclassy about sex? Right. You know mm. what exactly is unclassy about sex? You know, but yeah, they can't they can't print it. Well, that it's it's okay. This is breaking the paradigm, <laughs> and you are helping to break the old paradigm that sex and that what we're talking about, I think, is. Pleasure sex, because of course procreational sex has mm. always been fashionable. Mm -hmm. You're supposed to make lots of babies for the religions mm -hmm. and for the canon. For uh, that's why I can't yeah. breathe anymore, because yeah. there's all these <laughs> babies running around. Right, right. Take your air, right. So <laughs> we can sell the air. Uh, but sex for pleasure. And you did this great show about the clitoris, which, hey, you know, maybe there's some other purpose, but we haven't figured it out. It, it seems like it's there for pleasure. Now, I think that's a pretty important purpose myself because if you look at the bonobo females, they're like rubbing their clitorises together all the mm -hmm. time. They do this thing that the primatologists call genitogenital rubbing. Hoka but hoka. the Magondo people have a much prettier name, and mm. that is Hoka Hoka. <laughs> and and they, it sounds like the Bonobo Tango, and it kind of is, except it, it's like fast vulva to vulva instead of slow cheek to cheek. And this is what they do to establish a female solidarity so that then the females will stick up for each other so that if a male does get out of line and try to rape a female or just kind of harass her or her child, her sisters, who aren't really her sisters, but more her pussy sisters, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> they, they will jump on this guy and, and teach him a lesson. Mm -hmm. Not kill him, but, yeah. you know, make him not do that again. But then they have sex with him. And then they have sex. They, they, have they sex do. The, the yeah. sex is all interwoven. It is such a tool. Uh, and I'm not saying, you know, Putin and Obama need to have sex, although maybe that would be right. interesting. I don't know. Penis fencing, you know. Uh, but I'm just saying that give sex a chance. You know, the whole idea of it being good, the whole idea of there being uh, some good to come from opening up about sex and, and, uh, and expressing uh, recreational sexuality and relational sexuality, sexuality that isn't just for procreation. Mm -hmm. Yes, I think that it's very important to talk about, and, and it's very crucial, too, because happiness is, is essential. Like, inner peace and happiness in order for you to really be the change, right? So you have to understand how you can be happy, and sex is obviously a big part of that. And I think when we live in such a sexually repressed society, and so, like, religiously oriented 
and we're told not only not to talk about religion and politics, but also that's we're shamed, right? When you have like movies, mm-hmm. um, like blurring out butts, but then they show like a head crushing scene, like a dude's head exploding, and you're like, why are we like why are we not allowed to see an ass? Right, but we're allowed to see or the like, whole idea why? you can't show a breast unless it's being shot. Yeah, and then you have like John Ashcroft covering up Lady Justice's breasts yeah. with yes. a purple fucking drape. That was that's like a Haley Bob Comet style yeah. like cult. I'm sorry, what loser? Yeah. And then that's and that's and that's and that's why we have a, a movie full of shooting and killing that's rated PG-13. And a movie like Felix Amira, where there's like <laughs> literally 10 seconds of boobs. Yeah. Oh, it yeah. It got an R. Did you know we got an R rating? Really? Yeah. It is the most, it's literally the cleanest movie you could possibly show your kids. I don't even remember the and boobs. There's, there, there, yeah, there's, there's the, the one scene where she walks down the street with the Leonard Cohen song plays and she looks out into someone's window and she's a couple having sex. The wow. couple, a couple making I, out. That's why we got an R. Yikes. There's not a single fuck in that movie. Not a single like dirty word in that movie. And not a single head crushing, or not a dro- <laughs> not a drop of blood, but there's boobs for ten right. seconds. And it's a very submersive, subversive movie. It's a yeah. woman leaving her community, her of, oppressive of community, and, that, and that's yeah. why, and that's why corporatism and materialism work so well. Because when you're so sexually oppressed, you can be sold sex so much easier. Well, you're horny, you know. And you're and fucking. You're, you're like, wow, why do I like this product? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's the weapons of mass seduction that mm-hmm. are that become weapons of mass distraction from mm-hmm. you know your your basic needs. It's about air. communication, right? It's like talk to your partner, figure talk to yourself, like mm. figure out how to make you happy. And I talk to women all the time who like don't even masturbate. They, and it's like what? Why? <laughs> like it's like they, they're sh- ashamed. You know, they're ashamed to talk about it. They're ashamed to just explore their own sexuality, to talk to their partners about it. They just see what they see in movies, which is yeah. like people climaxing together, and it's this perfect symbiotic thing. And that's not really the way it works. And and we're not going to be happy. We're not going to be able to change society for the better if we're not personally gratified in a lot of different ways in our own lives. And we're talking. Well, we're talking well, about because, it now. Because more. the ideal that we've created is the enemy of the reality exactly. that is so delicious and wonderful and rich. It looks nice. And lo- <laughs> it looks nice, right? I, I like it too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, female sexuality is, is, a, is a, you know, Freud said, what do women want? It's, it's kind of a mystery to us too. Mm-hmm. And if we don't learn about it, if, mm-hmm. we, if we don't get sex educated, we just don't enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I mean, guys, they don't have to learn that much usually. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, you know, they might have some fetishes or whatnot or some issues with the size and, you know, this and that. But the basic ability to have an orgasm is not usually something they have to, right. you know, like study. But we do, right. let alone our <laughs> lovers. <laughs> and, and hey, guess what? It's worth it. It's, it's a school of seduction that is worth the... Well, what the do you think about the G-spot? Well, I I have one. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I, I, I know that they, they they do these studies, and I'm all for scientific studies. I love scientific <laughs> studies, but I've been very crushed by these studies that sh- say there's no G-spot mm-hmm. and there's no such thing as female ejaculation because, hey, I mean, on this bed here, there have been <laughs> so How do you explain this? female <laughs> ejaculation. Right Why here. do you think we're not sitting what? there right now soaking wet? No, I... It's it's uh, it's it's something we know so well. I mean, right. you know, they say that it's 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 
urine, but it does have trace elements of urine, but it doesn't smell like urine, doesn't feel like urine, doesn't, you know, they should do a really good study. They did a study where they examined seven women, and then based on that, they <laughs> said it's just piss. <laughs> Make women feel bad about themselves. That's so bizarre. It's uh, yeah. It's it's not bizarre when you consider the history of female suppression. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. and I guess we could go back to, you know, uh, farming. I mean, once mm -hmm. you start owning property, you want to give it to somebody. So you got to own the women because mm -hmm. you got to pass your property down to your children, and you got to know who your children are. You know, bonobos are kind of free because they don't know who the daddy right. is, right. you know, in a way. So the, the males are all pretty laid back. I mean, common chimps are not so laid back, and they don't know who the daddy is either. So it doesn't always work that way. But uh, certainly possessiveness and, uh, and aligning with your family only and uh, taking control of the uterus is a big source of women's shame. And and the change is generational. It takes time. I mean, a hundred years ago, we didn't have the right to vote. Uh, women's liberation wasn't that long ago. There's still sexism, heavily entrenched, misogyny is rampant across almost every major industry. But it yeah. is changing, and people like you are pushing those paradigms, and that's what we need to keep doing because it will change. I think it's mostly changes for the better. Of course, in the 1800s, women could go to the doctor's office and get vibrated. You know, that's the doctor correct, would correct. give them an orgasm, <laughs> <laughs> but that's partly because their husbands weren't doing it. So I, I yeah, uh, you know, I mean, use those sound effects more. What, where did that come from? <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> so it's Abe. Oh, there, the howl of the wolf, the Lupercal. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think we're mostly moving forward, mm -hmm. and and you know, I mean. Sexuality is a, is a big uh, source of suppression, and yet we're always encouraged to be sexy, but not mm -hmm. too sexy. Oh, yeah, because then mean, you'd be raped. Then you're asking for, to be raped, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Like, don't do that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Too sexy, and you're asking to be raped. And really, really, we've got to look at bonobo society, ladies. We've got, we've got to look at how they control the males. There we go. My, my hey, what's going on back there? My engineers are getting excited. We're talking about sex. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <coughs> the females, they stick up for each other. Mm -hmm. Common chimp females, they just leave each other alone. Common chimp female gets attacked by males, the girls just run away. So I think that's, that's a part of it, is, is recognizing each other as bonobo sisters, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. I, I think there's also a very deep thing that's happening. And uh, Timothy Leary actually said drop out. And a lot of people are dropping out. A lot of people are looking at this, this theater, this obscene theater, and saying, I don't believe this anymore, mm -hmm. and I'm not going to take part of it. And it's a little bit like I said to you, I was on the firing line. I said, I'm not doing that anymore. And the fact is that in this country, the majority of people don't vote. Mm -hmm. And what about psychedelics? Mm -hmm. ah, Do they open what about your that? mind? I mean, <laughs> can we talk about that? Yeah, Let's talk yeah, about psychedelics, yeah. of course. Well, yeah. I mean, your art is so psychedelic. Right, I mean, obviously, I've done them. If you look at my art. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this whole, this whole, I mean, you, you have all this reality, but then, you know, in order to perceive the community that we live in, in a way, you got to access fantasy, or maybe that is the real reality. This is going to sound ridiculous, but I think, don't be alarmed, but functional terrorism, all right? Stripping like terrorism, thinking of killing people, fuck that. 
functional terrorism. Make a prime minister have sex with a pig on television, just like the, the show Black Mirror. Have you seen that? That's amazing. That's what, ter- if you want to actually screw with people in positions of power, dose the punch bowl at the White House press correspondence dinner with acid. Oh, that, yeah. that, I mean, why aren't, why yeah. aren't people doing this kind of stuff? I mean, that yeah. would actually, if you want to, like, really stir the pot. That would be interesting. Um, but no, I'm, I'm a huge proponent of psychedelics. I think if you're not, you're just totally fallen prey to this ridiculous backlash of the 60s where the established, I mean, the CIA has like half the world's acid supply right now. They're like hoarding it. Um, I, MAPS is doing incredible research in psychedelic advancements, PTSD, mm. MDMA, yeah, everywhere. I mean, everything, Depression. DMT, death therapy. I, all of these things are so, they're such an integral part of life. Like DMT, everyone produces in their own body. It's almost like it exists like everywhere on the planet. Why? Why is this here? How does it work within us? <clears throat> it's yeah. a gift. It's a gift to you, us. You know, I mean, repression of sexuality is is a, a big bad thing and maybe the worst thing. But repression of our right to alter our consciousness is absolutely bad no. Thing it's too. criminal. Yeah, it's criminal because yeah. because anyone who's done psychedelics appreciates nature so much more. They understand the energy fields. They they can see their blip of existence and how just like the existentialness of like the entire universe and see their part in it and and remove their ego for that one second. And and sometimes that's what people actually need to do Mm. to really assess who they are and, and their place (laughs) in the world. Make that connection that that does make you realize you're not alone and it's not just you and your family against everybody else and the 1%, you know, and you sort of struggling to get to the top you know, I, I mean, there's many ways to access uh, the great collective uh, consciousness. I mean, there's yoga, there's just uh, traveling, there's sex. Mm-hmm. But it has to be said that, you know, sometimes hallucinogens help yeah. you access or that. Or look at ibogaine. I mean, these things that actually cure addiction that nothing else can. You can be a hardcore heroin addict or an alcoholic mm. and you can what take ibogaine. I don't know about this. Uh, it's another psychedelic. It's oh. just another plant that the earth gives us that can cure things. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and it, it's just amazing. And, and you cannot replicate that through pharmaceuticals. There is so much the earth gives us. I've recently been getting involved with this eco-sexuality movement. And what I want to shout out to Serena Anderlini Donofrio. Uh, Professor well, Angelina. the idea, I think, uh, it, there's, there's many ideas that are associated with eco-sexuality. Uh, you know, there's, there's one article in this in this book that Serena is coming out with about kind of making love to a radish, and <laughs> it's really mm-hmm. and and actually not using it as a dildo though. But uh, it's 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 just it's you know, against the law in California to have <laughs> sex with vegetables. Right, please. right, right. No, she's not inserting it. But but there's this idea that maybe we should change the paradigm of looking at the Earth as mother, all giving. Uh, we can abuse our mother, we can be spoiled kids, and instead looking at the earth as lover that we have to kind of make love to and mm-hmm. that we have to connect with and we have to be supportive of and we have to communicate with and and uh, that we're not just always going to be taken care of by this mother earth, but we kind of have to constantly woo and support and communicate with lover earth. But what's amazing is that the earth will survive. 
we, we will, will be die. Right, right. We'll <laughs> die. We'll die. The right. earth is so, not going away. No, we'll she'll just evict, evict so we, us like a bad you know, sexually transmitted <laughs> disease. You know? Like, ew. Yeah, yeah. Done yeah. with you. I mean, you know, humanity is, and it's all really capitalism. When you look at this unfettered corporate takeover of, you know, when you treat human value, like there is no value in, in humanity anymore. And it's all about chasing the bottom line and, and the almighty dollar. And really, that's not happiness. That's not what life is about um but but at the end of the day i mean capitalism will eat itself it's, it's destroying everything um in the, in the form that we have now but but people say like we're killing the earth no the earth is basically killing us like we're we're putting out the shit that's the earth is like rejecting mm. <laughs> yeah you know i mean like climate change it's like that's their that's their rejection group. of what we've done and that will kill us so mm -hmm. you know the real question is can humanity save we are it food from poisoning itself. for the earth. Yeah. We are food poisoning for the earth, and if eventually the earth is just going to you know, poop us or, or vomit <laughs> us out. We're going to be gone, and then the earth will go on, and there'll be cockroaches. And, you know. I, I, I often just posit the question, will we, like, will we become conscious enough to save us from ourselves? That's I hope so. I mean, that's, that's my whole bonobo way mm -hmm. movement. That's, I mean, I think that's what you're trying to do. That's what we have to believe. I do believe it. No, I uh, wouldn't be doing what I'm doing if I didn't. You know, I, I think the, I'm an old guy. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going to be 72 shortly. You know, I, I <laughs> well, thank you very much. Yes. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I was born before the fa fax machine. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Can I have some of that Nestle's good water? <laughs> Stephanie's <laughs> blood. Stephanie. Uh, the revolution. Stephanie, please. <laughs> Can I have some more, Stephanie? Please. I need some water. Oh. What do I owe you? <laughs> How much for, for some water? How much for some water? So yes, the, the, the evolution and the revolution mm -hmm. runs deep now. Because I can remember many years ago, you couldn't talk against the police. You couldn't talk against this. You couldn't talk about this. And now it's everywhere. It's everywhere. From the college professors, university professors, there's, there's a rebellion. There's a rebellion because it's killing us. Mm -hmm. It's killing us. Mm -hmm. you know, and we're having all these kids. I tried to send mine back, but they wouldn't take them. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> <laughs> we can't do this anymore. We can't mm -hmm. do it this way anymore. We have to bring these people to, to, to... We have to bring them in front of us, and we have to say, listen... This has to change. It has to change now. You know, Mussolini, for whatever he was, he said, you want to start a chemical company? No problem. You start it where you live. So we know where to get you. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and yeah. I love this quote from you. Our empathy needs to extend to all the earth, to every living thing. Yeah. That's true. And before we, we're going to almost be done yeah. in like 12 minutes. But uh, I, I want to talk about your trip to Guantanamo. Yeah, let's talk How about it. How did they let you yeah. in there? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I was scared that I was going to fill out the paperwork wrong. And then we, we got there with my cameraman. And they like did, we were the last ones. In, and they didn't let us get actually into the base. And I was like, I knew it, man. I knew that this was too good to be true. Why would they allow us to get in here? Finally, they did. I did screw up the paperwork, of course. But finally we get in there, but, but what I realized really quickly is that it's a complete brainwashing tour. Mm. 
the entire time you are surrounded by army personnel. Yeah. Every time I would do anything, I was surrounded by like 10 army people like watching you. So every time you do like a stand up or you're trying to ask questions, you can't hunt anyone down. It took me like five days just to try to get an interview with one of the personnel. And when you're there, when the commissions are going on, they have six guys on trial for 9-11, one for the USS Cole bombing, which makes no sense. So they wow. try them all together. And then they, they're, they're all going to get executed. Like, it's unbelievable. Um, aside from those dudes, the rest of the people in Guantanamo Bay have zero charges against them. They're Some just rotting away. Or, yeah. They were swept up in a dragnet. Mm. You even have former Bush administration officials saying, admitting on paper that everyone, like 99.9% of the people there were innocent and that they were just swept under a dragnet. And then you have John Bellinger, who was actually one of the drone architects of the Obama administration, said that Obama um, ramped up the drone war because he didn't want to deal with the bad press of Guantanamo Bay. Mm. That's insane. Ooh. So he just wants to kill people now. At the end of the day, I'd rather be tortured and be alive than dead by he way of drone. He is the drone king. So that's that's Sorry, that's Obama. a really interesting like perspective when you look at that whole dichotomy. Boom. <laughs> yeah. But Guantanamo, you have 144 or something men just with no charges, no trial, in basically solitary confinement. Mm. Um, and it is getting it, anal food rape uh, regularly. And they are getting force fed. And then the State Department stopped issuing how many people are are being force fed, how many people are on strike. Mm. So it is a total oh, culture of silence. This um, this euphemism they have for a hunger strike from Army Captain Gressback. <laughs> I love this. They call it a long-term non-religious fast. So this is incredible. <laughs> right before I went there. So so it was in the news for a while. You know, Guantanamo's kind of be been backpaged, right? Obviously. No one wants to talk about it. They just want these people to die. Mm. And so they can, they're not going to shut down the facility. It's going to be there. And it's also, I'm, I'm sorry, let's just take it outside of Guantanamo. We are occupying Cuba. Like that is an, a perpetual occupation <laughs> yeah. of a sovereign country yeah. for 56 That's years. Cuba. Where, and Cuba's never, never cashed a rent check. They, I mean, it's unbelievable, right? And and here we're saying we have normalized relations with Cuba, and Raul is saying not until you close Guantanamo and get the hell out of our country, then we'll talk about relations, yo. Mm. I mean, what is that all about? So anyway, right before I went, they they changed the uh, they hunger strike to long-term non-religious fast. So I was like, I'm sorry, what? And so I got there, and I actually talked to the guy in charge of the detainees who were fasting, and it was amazing. I mean, not only was the guy, like, clearly closeted homosexual, um, <laughs> but he was, like, I mean, he just, like, that's their job, is they just deflect every single thing, like, you're asking him. You're, like, why, you know, how many people are hunger striking? And he's, like, what is a hunger strike? You mean yeah. long-term? And you're, like, what, what? He did seem like he would be good at the anal injection. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, and then and then you know they just they just basically were like we don't know why these people are not eating like that's mm. their line now so it's like we can't call it a strike if we don't know why they're doing it I'm like I'm pretty sure I know why right <laughs> they're locked up in a cage with no yeah. charges or trial they, they can't go here. home <laughs> like <laughs> it's unreal now Guantanamo is horrible. Um, and, and we need to shut it down. We need to close down the entire base. And a lot of people don't realize that it's not just the prison. It's an entire base that's been ex in existence since um, basically the Spanish-American War. So we got to shut that down, and we got to uh, release all of these people now. It's crazy that we keep it going. I mean, and we uh, shut uh, down uh, uh, Abu Ghraib, yeah. you know, Saddam's place, but we don't that, shut down a, a Guantanamo. A lot of people that are uh, in, in Guantanamo, they were sold there by their fellow citizens. Mm -hmm. they and the United States paid 
Right. For those prisoners. Because this guy, you know, he was seen talking to so-and-so, mm-hmm. you know, and America said, well, how much does that cost? And then they do this, you know. But you know what? It's not only there. It's right here in this country. Mm-hmm. Oh, exactly. yeah. The same exactly. exact thing happens here. Mm-hmm. Torture, Look at Rikers. torture of prisoners. Look Rikers. at Rikers. People are dying because they are being baked to death in cells right now. I mean, you're telling me that torture I, I is going on in prisons? Solitary confinement is torture. privatization. There's so much privatizing of our prisons, you know, from the buses to the food. There's so much of it. It's just such a huge industry. I mean, it is the prison industrial mm-hmm, complex. Mm-hmm. It's I mean, no wonder they have to keep dragging people in for nothing. There's actual quotas to fill beds. Like, they have to every night. There's like a hundred. Besides the military, it's our biggest business we got going here. Then there was the Kids for Cash program in Pennsylvania. Right, there you go. You know, which was the Tell them about this, loser. Uh, it was there was there was a juvenile judge in Pennsylvania oh, yeah, uh, that got that would that would get paid a kickback yeah, for amazing. every child that he sent to jail to juvenile hall. juvenile hall but Which this is, is like jail yeah it was jail and 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 the longer he would sentence them for the more money he would get paid and there were all these kids in Pennsylvania who would get sent when they were like nine ten mm-hmm. eleven twelve years old for seven years seven year sentences children and he would just make a bunch of money off of it. But the other thing is, I've spent the night in Central Booking in New York, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I, and I think I mean, watching it as a journalist from the outside, it feels very different than the inside. In, in New York City, especially, you're talking about Rikers. Mm-hmm. You know, I've never been to Rikers, but if you go to Central Booking, it is horrible. Mm-hmm. Basically, the way it works is, you get arrested. It doesn't matter what you get arrested for. You get put in one cell with like 30 other people. Mm. One guy is there for murder. One guy's there for rape. One guy's there for drugs. Everybody is there for different, and we're all in the same room. And here I am, <laughs> smelling this, each other. And I'm there <laughs> with my beard and my payas, right? It's a city guy with like, with like 20, 28, 28, <laughs> yeah, twenty eight blacks and Hispanics. Might as well have had um, kick me. On, yeah, right. and I'm just trying to get my phone call, <laughs> and this black guy is just talking to his to his to his to his lover on the phone, and I'm. And I made the mistake of asking him for the phone, and he gave me a look that made it very, very clear that if I want to get out of jail, not on bail, but if I ever want to walk out of here, I should let him talk to his fucking baby on the phone. Um, Our our prisons are really, (laughs) really bad. I mean, I don't know if you've ever done an investigation of prisons around the world. Well, well, you've had some firsthand experiences on the inside. That's right, investigation. Let me let me take you downtown Los Angeles. Okay, okay? Twin Towers, where there are criminal acts against people whose mental state is not good. Old people whacked against the walls. Head slapped, which is against the Geneva Conventions. Terrible, terrible things. People who are made to walk, to crawl on the floor. This is downtown. In cages. Mm -hmm. To walk on the floor to eat. And, and freezing. to lick the floor. Often it's freezing there. There and was just a, oh, sorry. Yeah, no, go ahead. There was just ahead. a story that came out that the guy who filmed Eric Garner's death um, the I can't breathe guy. Yeah. Um, so the guy who filmed it got arrested on all these trumped up charges on really? some bullshit. Yeah. And so he he was in Rikers of all places. He's actually out now, thank God. But but what he found out is that they're being basically fed rat poison. Literally, like the guards are feeding yeah, prisoners yeah, yeah. rat poison, yeah. and Rikers, and and he refused to eat. So he was like refusing the food. He's out now, which is great. 
what about the other prisoners who are eating rat I mean, it's, it's unbelievable what is not, going on there. Like, not not to mention that we have a, we have a place like Maricopa County, Arizona, with a sheriff like Joe Arpaio, which you know you know about that. You know, no, about tell us. Joe Arpaio is a is is oh, yeah. is a sheriff in the Maricopa County, Arizona, who's incredibly proud. He has mm-hmm. these massive tent cities, in Arizona desert sun and 120 degrees. People, he's starving them. He's torturing them. And it's a, I mean, I, I, we can talk about this for an hour. It's literally just human rights violations, mm-hmm. just incredibly cruel mm-hmm. conditions where it keeps thousands of people in tent cities, in the desert, in the sun, and f- for nothing. And he's proud of it. And he's, and he's the one who fought against the SB, what's the, the bill, the Arizona bill. SB 1070 or something? Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, and he's like proud of it. And he was right. promoting it. Now he's being indicted. He's yeah. actually is being indicted now. But that's something We have like, to shame these people. Yeah. And, and we, we keep right re-electing now, right? him. That's the yeah. other thing. The crazy Americans, mm-hmm. we keep re-electing a guy like that. He's right. an elected official. He's not like, yeah. you know, he wasn't hired. He's a sheriff. He was, he's elected. Yeah, and what does that say about us? I think that uh, goes back to our addi- addiction to fear and uh, our, our dis- disaster porn. Mm, yes. Oh, disaster porn. Exactly. <laughs> it just, it, it's so compelling. And, mm-hmm. and we just lap it up and we, we feel Here, like here's we need the, good the police thing. to be assholes. Here's the good thing. We are the patriots. We are the good people. Mm. We are the people that are speaking out. Mm-hmm. We are the people that fear not. Because when I lay on their cement floors with handcuffs and my peanut butter jelly sandwich <laughs> just inches from my lips... <laughs> I laughed. <laughs> and I said, I'm going to eat that motherfucker. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> so. Here, you, here. Yeah. You need <laughs> not fear. You need not fear. Because in the end, unless they shoot you or kill you, you're alive. Right. And they used to tell me every time they took me away, wait till you get older, you're going to change. Well, I haven't changed. I've become a. Better patriot. That's awesome. Yeah, people yeah. always tell me they're like, "You're just young. Yeah, yeah you'll, you'll learn." I'm like, "What are you <laughs> talking no, about? Life is not us. Like, once you realize that there's a bigger purpose other than just your narcissism and ego, then there's something greater than yourself, and we're all connected. And, and as you said, our brothers and sisters all across the world, and the struggle needs to be globalized because the system's globalized, and and we need to expand that consciousness, realize, and extend yeah. our empathy. And that's how we can really, really start the change. Well, you are doing that, and you've been doing it through Russian television. Yes, Dasvidanya. And, uh, and now you're going to continue Privyat. doing it uh, with uh, Media Roots and your art and, uh, and Project Censored. Absolutely, and yeah. All kinds of things. I want to give you a little <gasps> gift. Yay! Yay! Here's your own this the amazing book. Way. Yay! And, uh, of course, here <gasps> at the Institute, we have to give you a sex toy. Oh, and this beautiful. is part of our <laughs> politics is drop pocket rockets, nice. not Patriot missiles. Yes. Right? Awesome. This is uh, fucking awesome. the kind of bomb we like. So, uh, Wonderful. You know, it's it's you always so handy much. to have, especially when you're traveling. Absolutely. It's you know, a good travel tool. Yeah. Thank you so much. It's been a wonderful time. Oh, thank you so much, Abby Martin. We are such big fans of yours, and we will continue to be. And uh, let's see. Yeah, and uh, we're here. We're part of uh, the evolution and the revolution. We love to hug trees. Mm-hmm. We love sex. And uh, 
we, um, we have to stop the criminals in this society, and they are at the highest levels of this society. Mm -hmm. We, the poor people, who are homeless like me, <laughs> we will win. Because the poor will take care of themselves. Mm -hmm. But watch out when it collapses. The rich won't know what to do. <laughs> because the it's going to collapse. The pitchforks are coming for the plutocrats. You got oh, it. Yeah. But that's why we need to organize locally, right? Yep. Because yep. it's all going to happen locally. Even the, the fascist takeover on a federal level, people get it. And that's why you see so much disillusionment in terms of like not voting and stuff. But locally, you see major shifts. Got to grow your garden shifts. And we see them in the streets. What have we got? Oh, we oh got? the chimp knock. And, uh, Abe would like to show a final uh, <laughs> what? Uh, movie here. Oh, yeah. Uh, a little Whatever bit, just yeah, yeah, sure. We can show you. Got it. You got it. Ready to show? Okay. What this. I wish this was a bonobo, but it is a common chimp. But she's really cool. Cool. You'll, you'll see this what she's doing. Cool how chimp? she deals with a drone. Let's check it out. It's a drone oh, that drone comes into chimp, yeah. her habitat in the zoo to, uh, you know, kind of snoop into her home and cause trouble. And here's Let's what she does in the Arnheim Zoo with the drone. There. Wait. There's the drone coming in. Drone the drone coming is in. coming in, and there <laughs> it just downs that drone. Take yeah. the drone That's down. Amazing. Take it down. <laughs> Takes it down, and now That's so take cool. a few selfies oh, here. Oh, that's yeah. so cute. I know. <laughs> that's what we got to do. Oh, I love we got to just take down these militaristic apparatus. Apparatus eyes. Apparatus eyes. Thank you. <laughs> All right. We got to take it down. Take it down. You know, we got to use our pitchforks Keep and our sticks and nonviolent means, right? our words, and peace through pleasure. You know, I heard ISIS is into lingerie. Let's send them some lingerie. <laughs> you know? After all, they, they used to work for us. So. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much, Abby Martin. We're ready to go into our after party here. So those of you who are tuned in on Radio Susie 1 on drsusie.tv, I want you to be good. I want you to like Abby Martin. Don't be afraid. Even if you're afraid to like things that have to do with sex, at least like something that has to do with you know, your water and, and, and uh, your future. And uh, and make like bonobos, not baboons. Make love, not war. Make love to someone you love tonight, even if that someone is you. I love you. <laughs> and I love you, Abby Martin. Oh, talk with someone about something you can't talk about with anyone else? You can talk to us. I'm Dr. Susan Block, your mistress of the airwaves, but my day job is director of the Dr. Susan Block Institute for the Erotic Arts and Sciences, specializing in sex therapy over the phone. Anytime you need to talk, whether you need serious psychotherapy or a hot phone sex experience or a combination, my world-renowned telephone sex therapists are just a phone call away. Totally private, absolutely confidential. We listen, talk with you, advise you, role play for you, fantasize with you, no fantasy is too taboo, and help you with anything from impotence to exhibitionism, fears to desires, fetishes to marriages. For more information, call us at 213-291-9497. That's 213-291-9497 anytime you need to talk.
You're listening to Radio Suzy One on the World Wide Web. 